MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com. Welcome. Welcome to Answer for Our Faith concerning why God not only saves us, but He is willing to heal us. Every man is given once to die and face judgment, but we don't need to live a life of sickness before we die. <laughs> so, case study. Don't allow offense to stop your healing. A lot of people are sick because of offense. It's going to be a really good one. Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre. Uh, Tyre and Sidon and the Canaanite woman from uh, that region came out and began to cry out saying have mercy on me Lord son of David my daughter is cruelly demon possessed but he did not answer her word and his disciples came and implored him saying send her away because she keeps shouting at us but he answered and said I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel but she came and began to bow down before him saying Lord help me and he answered and said it's not good to take the children of bread and throw it to the dogs but she said yes Lord but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O oh, woman, your faith is great. And it should be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Now there is a lot of offensive things in here. First she said, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. And I did talk about this a little bit, I guess, too early on the, on the last uh, uh, teaching on here. Are you trying something you heard? A phrase, a canned prayer, or a healing confession? Now when Jesus, you know, we hear those things, we just automatically think, if I say this way, if I do it this way, you know, 10, 10 ways you can prosper, three things you need to do to get healed. If you do it the way I did it, then you're going to heal. Not, not necessarily. Whatever we see from God, it needs to be intimately. It needs to be based on relationship. It needs to be because we're seeking him and not just what he has for us. So now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but others still Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon, bar Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal us to you, but my father who is in heaven. So instead of saying a bunch of, of prayer, you know, cantations, a phrase, or, or going up and say, you know, uh, Lord, son of David, you know, it's okay to say those things. Just make sure that you understand that what that really means and who that really is to you. You need to know Jesus for yourself and revealed to you from the Father in heaven, revealed to you in the Spirit and not just some things you picked up by the flesh and blood, something you're, you know, learned by rote or something that was just handed down to you. If you say these things and say it with great compassion, then God has, has, to, has to heal you because you said the magic words. No, it's about believing in your heart as of knowing his compassion towards us is so great that he's ready to lift us up out of this mess, out of this hurt and pain that he's given us. But we've got to know him for ourselves. We can't go off somebody else's revelation. We can't, you know, live off somebody's idea and, and take what they did and, and, and do what they did unless it's actually drawn closer to Jesus, drawn closer to him. As God says, if you draw close to me, I'll draw closer to you. But he did not answer her a word. Now that's rough. Have you ever prayed and didn't hear anything back? I bet you have. I think everybody's gone through that. Are you easily are you easily sent away empty-handed because of empty religion? You don't hear God when you cry out to him. When you pray, nothing comes back. People around you are telling you to go away because if God was going to heal you, he have he would have already done it. How long have you been praying? How long have you been on your knees? Get over it. God's not God's not hearing your prayers or God's not, you know, listening to you or it's not God's agenda or it's not the best thing for you. God knows the best thing for you is just to keep a good attitude while you're sick. They might hear those things. That's that can be very offensive and draw and and take you away from what very thing that God wants to do. Jesus ignored this woman. 
Jesus, the Son of God, our Savior and Lord, ignored this woman. And he does the same thing to us at times to make sure that we are really asking a sincerity. He knows, but we need to know for ourselves. And you do that to your children too. Your children ask you about things. Sometimes you completely ignore them. And the other times that you do you know, pay attention is because those things that they really, really want come out. All those things that they just simply ask for because maybe somebody at school got it. I want this. I want this because somebody at school, they want to be part of the Joneses or whatever. You just completely ignore them. But things that they keep coming to you, finally, you answer and give it to them. So take your loss and shut up. Be happy with what you got. You're making you know, too big of a deal over this. Or God is going to do what he's going to do, so just get over it. God gives grace to grace and hardens, you know, hardens who he wants to harden. Some people say that about the reason you don't have your healing. God's going to heal who he wants to and not heal who he wants to. Well, are you going to walk away? Are you going to be offended by that and walk away from your healing and not receive your healing? This woman had to keep going forward. If she wanted to see her, her daughter uh, um, delivered, and it says, send her away because she keeps shouting at us. Well, mine is some circles. If you keep talking about God's going to heal you, that's how they're going to feel. Even if you don't get loud, even if you just keep speaking in a monotone, there's, you know, low tone, monotone, people are going to still think you're loud because the word of God is loud. They're not going to want to hear that. They're going to send you away. Quit talking about this healing stuff. God doesn't do that anymore. But you're going to have to press through. So are you easily offended by the vessel God sent to heal you is another one. If you if you're still there praying, God will you know God will you heal me? God you know I ask for your healing and, and you're not hearing from God. Maybe God's going to speak through somebody else. But are you going to be offended by the person that God sends to speak to you? My pastor isn't nice to me or doesn't notice me. My I'm a sensitive person. My pastor knows that he shouldn't be so rude and rough and, and raw with me. Say what you told me to go dip in the Jordan seven times. Come on, really? You want me to do that? So we can easily be offended when God tells us to do something or wants to do it his way and we want to do it our way. God, I just want you to speak the words and let it happen. Well, that does happen. We talked about that. But there are some times that it's, it's by faith, you know, through obedience. We, 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 we learn obedience by faith. We learn obedience by doing what God told us to do. So sometimes he tells us to do something. He might tell you to put something down. Maybe that's what's making you sick. He may tell you to move away because what you're hearing and what's going on and all the stuff going around you. So we need to not to uh, be so easily offended and walk away from our healing. Because this girl could have walked away easily. Because not only did Jesus know her, now the disciples are shouting back at her, go away. But she came and began to bow down before him saying, Lord, help me. So it didn't stop that she wasn't hearing from God. It didn't stop her that the people around her were telling her to shut up. Are you more likely to bow down or bow out of your healing? Are you going to bow down before the Lord? Or are you going to bow out and just... Take your sick and disease and be on your way. Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who does not take offense at me. Now he's talking to John the Baptist here because John the Baptist is the one who ushered in Jesus the, you know, the first time. And the John the Baptist did not expect to be in jail. He did not expect it, you know, to be in that place. And so, you know, and we seem to think that when we follow Jesus, there's no more bad things going to happen to us. We no longer have to fight against sickness or disease or, or bad people or this. That life is just going to be grandeur. But we got to walk by faith. And it says those who are going to walk with Jesus, we're going to be persecuted. There are 
we live in a fallen world, so we're gonna have to fight off sickness. We're gonna have to fight off disease. We're gonna have to fight off, you know, liars and cheats and all kinds of things. And it could easily be offended. We can easily be offended because we're in a place we did not expect to be after receiving Jesus. Because maybe we believed or maybe even told that everything's gonna get better when we receive Jesus. Well, spiritually, everything does get better because we become a new creation, Christ Jesus. But there's a lot of things on the outside doesn't get better because then we start learning about crucifying the flesh. Then we start learning about, you know, discipleship. Then we start learning you know, about how really sinful we are. You know, when I came to Jesus and announced that I needed a Savior because of my sin, I had no clue just how big of a sinner I was. And the closer I get to the Lord and the longer I go, the greater I know. Paul got to the end of his life and says, oh man, I'm the chief of most sinners. You don't know how sinful we are. We don't know how much of a Savior we need until you walk with him. You know, I can look at you and compare myself to you and either think you're either you're better than me or I'm better than you because we're comparing two fallen people. But if you get close to God and you compare yourself to the holiness of God, then you're going to find out, whoa, I don't even compare. I mean, it was one of the prophets, you know, I think it was Isaiah. He said, oh, man, I'm a man of unclean lips. He was a, you know, he was a, a minister. He was out prophesying. He was out there speaking, but, you know, and thought he was a pretty good guy until he got in the midst of you know, right there in the in the perfect whiteness, the perfect beauty of the holiness of the Lord. And so, oh man, I'm a man on, of a man on lips. Well, that's how old we are when we when we uh, you know get close to the Lord. And so, but we seem to get easily offended because not everything is being corrected. We know we we spend years and decades messing up our life, and if God doesn't fix it today or tomorrow, then we can be offended and walk away. Well, I believe I said the magic words and. Jesus didn't heal me. So maybe he doesn't heal. But even worse is this, is Matthew eleven fourteen. 14. He said, go and report to John. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the deaf are raised up, and the poor have caused to preach to them. And you've been praying for healing for how long? And all these other people are getting healing. All these other people are getting healed. But God hasn't healed you. In fact, you prayed for some of those people and they were healed. But you're not healed. And it says, blessed is he who does not take offense in me. Why does God do that? Well, there's, there's some answers, but there's some, you know, that we'll get into further on. But most, we just, we got to make sure we don't get, well, the, there is a fight of faith, and we're going to get to that. There is a fight, and so we got to keep pressing through. No matter if we hear God, you know, say say the words, no matter if people are telling us to shut up and sit down and just take it like a man and just take your sickness, that's, everybody's sick, so quit being so spiritual. No, I'm trying to get well not to be spiritual. I'm trying to get well because I don't like feeling sick. I don't like to hurt. You know what I'm talking about? Come on. So it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Oh, man, the fence just keeps on coming. <laughs> Maybe you feel so offended. The fence keeps going. How would you like that Jesus ignores you? You know, the, the people around you tell, you tell you to shut up, calm down. And then here, you know, Jesus says it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. It's not good to throw it to the dogs. Do you have a covenant with God? Healing is those for who in Christ Jesus. He, who is... His own self bear our sins and his own body on the tree that we being dead of sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we, uh, ye, are, you, we, uh, ye were healed. So we got to have a covenant of God. Healing is only for those who are in Christ Jesus. But you say, no, I am in Christ Jesus. Well, that's, that's good. But, you know, we talked about the issues of blood. Covenant, 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 covenant. We have issues of blood. That's many times why it's such a delay. It's not a delay on God's side. You know, there seemed to be a delay in the Old Testament when Daniel prayed. And it took, what, 21 days for an angel to come and says, God heard your prayer on the day you prayed. 
Well, it wasn't God. I mean, God heard the same day, but it took 21 days for Daniel to receive the message. And there's all kinds of things I could teach on that. But what, But God is not the reason that we're delayed. God heard us the first day. In fact, Scripture says that God knows what we're going to pray before we even pray them. He knows our thoughts. He knows our most inner, inner being. So it's not on the fault is not on his side. He's not delaying. He's not holding back from us. He's not saying, you know, let the frogs be one more day. That's us. Remember in Scripture where Pharaoh asked Moses to pray to prog, frogs away? And, and, and Moses says, okay, wait. And Pharaoh says, tomorrow? Well, God is not saying tomorrow. God's not saying you'll get healed tomorrow. God is saying you can be healed today. It's us that put it off till tomorrow. And mostly, and a lot of times, it's because of fence. And here's, do we have a covenant with God? Here's this woman who was not Jewish, so she didn't have a covenant. Jesus came only for the Jews at that point until he came on the cross, and then the gospel was going to be, was be spread out. But Jesus healed many, many people that did not because of their faith. So God doesn't you know, respect or honor the Jews more than anybody else. They were his chosen people, but only because he had to choose somebody to work through, and he chose the Jewish people. But well, we're not less than the Jews, and the Jews aren't greater than us, and the Jews aren't less than us, just because, you know, they they offered Jesus up on that cross to be crucified. They're not less than us, and they're not greater than us. We are. We're supposed to be one new man. We're coming together. No more Jew, no more Gentile, and so forth. But we need to know the covenant of God, that God has a covenant with us, that, that he heals us. We need to understand that, that he's not holding back. He's not telling us to wait till tomorrow. And, and, and he says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. This woman would not stop. This woman loved her daughter so much that she was going to get her daughter healed from those demons. She was going to press through no matter how bad it looked. And just like women, you know, men, men honor respect most. You know, women like affection most according to scripture and everything else. And But a, women, a woman... When it comes to love, man, she doesn't care about her self-respect. She'll just go in for her children. She'll go in for her husband to do what she has to do. Man, we have a little problem with that. We need to get rid of, rid of this, this stuff of trying to get people's self-respect. We need to be like this woman and press through, even though it doesn't look good on us, even though it hurts our pride. We need to humble ourselves and press through for some people. I press through that you be healed you know, and, 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 and so that you are healed. But this woman would not stop. So what is stopping you from coming to the master's table? Unworthiness? Do you feel like a dead religious dog? I mean, she was called like a dog and she just took it. Okay, I'm a dog. <laughs> but don't, even dogs get fed from the table. She didn't care. She wanted to make sure that her daughter was healed because of her love for her daughter was so great. And her faith that this man, Jesus, could just say the word and, she'd be, and her daughter would be healed. But we got to get rid of this unworthiness. We're not worthy in of ourselves. There's nothing we can do to make ourselves worthy. But we got to know that God loves us so much that he sent his son to make us worthy. That his blood has been injected in us that we are made worthy. Because of what he has done and not anything that we have done. God has no respect of a persons. God does not have more respect for somebody who's been saved for 10 years and somebody who's been saved for a year. In fact, many times people receive their healing early on and can't later on because they get this works and grace things all mix, mixed up. They began to work for something. Uh, the book of Galatians about that. Why have you why are you so foolish Galatians? Why have you left the you know left the faith? Why are you trying to work now which you know you got saved by faith, but now you think you're going to get better by works? You can't. We can't do anything by works. Without Christ Jesus, we can do nothing that's, that's going to stand for very long. God doesn't have a different measure of love for you or for me. God is love. God is love. He can't be different love. We can feel his love different and his love shows up to people greater, but that's not on his side. That's on us. 
being shown that love, receiving that love. He said, O righteous Father, although the world has not known you, yet I have known, but I have known you. And these have known that you sent me, and I have made your name known to them, and will make it known, so that the love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. God doesn't love God didn't even love Jesus more than he loved us. God loves Jesus and loves us the same. Right there it says, The love which you have loved me. Jesus is praying this prayer. It says, Father, the love of you love me. Show, show them that you love them the same that you love me. Now that's hard to get your you know mind wrapped around because Jesus was perfect. Jesus did everything the Father wanted to do. Jesus never had to see the Father look down on him. Jesus never had to be, you know. Grounded. Jesus never had to, you know, look at the eye or look at, you know, a disgruntled or upset father or be angry or, you know, be spanked or anything like that. So we see, but God is, but Jesus here is praying that we may know that God loves us as much as he loves Jesus. Luke 15, 29 through 31 says, But he answered and said to his father, Look, for so many years I've been serving you, and I've never neglected a command of yours. And yet you have never given me a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fat calf for him. And he said to him, and, and he said to him Son, you have always been with me, and all that is mine is yours. See, that's what happens when you've been serving Christ for so long. You begin to think that you're going to have the upper hand in somebody who's just born again. That's just not true. God loves us. God loves us no matter if we're the firstborn or the lastborn. And, and we can't think because all the things we do for God, now we're getting a great reward. I mean, there's several scriptures, several places of parables and, and stories where God rebukes us for thinking, for thinking that. In fact, the older we are in, in Christ, the more we should be helping the younger. We should have been out there. His, this brother should have been out there, you know, killing the fatted calf. He shouldn't have waited to the father. But the big thing I want to tell you here is the son could have went out and had the party. He could have went out and got the goat. It was his. So same thing with healing. We, see, we, get, we can easily get offended because, well, this person hasn't even been saved long enough to be healed. Or sometimes people are healed before they get saved and then they get saved. Well, that's not fair, we seem to think. Well, God, I've been serving you all this time. God, look how many people I've laid hands and seen them, you know, been healed. How many headaches and how many people I've and how many times I've fasted and how much word I've, I speak and how much of this. And how come you never healed me? And, and, and the Lord says, son, you've always been with me. You can receive your healing anytime you want. Just take it. It's yours. I'm not holding it back from you. It's yours. But if you want it by works, you're not going to get it because nothing comes from God through works. It only comes through grace by faith and not of ourselves, lest we may boast. So he said, your faith is great. It'll be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Hallelujah. Healing faith comes with the fight. Faith comes with the fight. Many people, there's, there's half the people that think faith is all by fight, so they're always fighting, always fighting, always fighting. There's another demon to fight, another demon keeping them from their, from their health, another demon keeping them from prosperity, another demon keeping them. They're always fighting. There's other people over here that don't fight at all. Say, well, the grain of mustard seed, that's all you need to have faith. That's what Jesus said. On both sides are in a ditch. Both sides are wrong because you do need a mustard seed, but that mustard seed needs to be planted. We will talk about faith greatly in this series, but just not now. <clears throat> the faith comes a fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. You And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So Paul's talking about Timothy. Fight the good fight. we got to fight the fight of eternal life. we got to fight the fight of, of, 
of walking in holiness, fight the fight of the, we are made of the rights of God in Christ Jesus, fight the fight of, of being made whole, of being healthy, of walking in the calling God has gone to, to have fight to rebuke this sickness, we fight to overcome these headaches and this, this cancer and, and all these tumors and all these things are coming against us. Faith comes with a fight. Fighting, you got we got to fight. First of all, we got to fight our own unworthiness. Then we had to fight how to hear from God. This is what this woman had to do. She had to fight her unworthiness. She had to fight how to hear from God. She had to fight the very people who told around her that faith, you know, the people around her that think that faith doesn't come with fight. Have you ever been around people that just, well, just believe? But you look at, well, I'm not even going to that. But faith comes with fight. If you want all that God has for you, then you're going to have to fight the good fight of faith. You're going to have to get into the Word of God. You're going to have to fight your own doubts. You're going to have to fight your own reasoning. You're going to have to fight the demons, the devils, and all things are gone. You're going to have to fight the ways of the world. You're going to have to fight the cares of this world. You're going to have to fight the riches and pursuits of all these other things that are taking you away from the Word of God. You're going to have to fight religion. You're going to have to fight spirituality. You're going to have to fight and take whatever God has given you. Fight the fight of faith, and you will be healed. <laughs> MyDearBrother.com and MyDearSister.com, be healed.